Hello, and welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast, the podcast for busy school marketers. I am Matt Soule. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communication at Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall School. And I'm Angie Ward. I'm the founder and president of Enroll Media Group, a digital marketing agency for schools. Angie, how are you? We are back at it again. What's going on? Here we are. I'm doing great. It is winter, but spring is in the air, which I am really excited about. We update on uh, snow days. I know you've had like you can count snow days on two hands, I think, at this mm -hmm. point where you are about, about still nine. at zero. We're still at no snow days. What? And we I worked with the video production class here. So one of our, you know, school, I think independent schools have like kind of fun snow day videos has become sort of a thing. Um, definitely for us. And I we worked with the the video production class. They put together over the course of like a month a script and a like so a fun way to announce our first snow day video. And I've been sitting on it for <laughs> Three months now. <laughs> you haven't and had to now use it. We're trying to figure out our plan. We might release it as an April Fool's Day video, I guess, if we don't get a snow day. So I don't know. That's a but, good idea. Although now everybody will know it's a joke because they all listen to our podcast, I'm sure. They are all very diligently <laughs> listening to the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You know, not the biggest problem in the world, but I kind of want to have a snow day. But yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, so I know Angie, we're talking about this uh, the spring coming up, a lot of conferences going on. And I thought one thing that might be cool just for school marketers here, um, I always get inundated with invites to all these different conferences. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you have coming up and what are some like some conferences that I, school marketers should have like on their radar? Yeah, I'll try to give like the top five or six conferences for 2023. Um, we did just wrap up the small school leaders conference that um, Aubrey Birch from e Easy School Marketing put together. That was a fantastic virtual conference. Um, the SBSA is putting together their annual conference this March, which I think you and I will both be at in person. Be presenting there, yeah. Great, same here. Um, that's at the Darrow School, but registration is full. So you might wanna just get on the wait list if you're interested in that conference next month. Um, and then there's the annual ASAP conference, which is always great. That is in June in La Jolla, California this June. So I'll be there. Um, there's also, I love uh, the Brand Together Conference. It's every year in the fall at the Providence Art Club in Rhode Island. It's a very small conference, usually somewhere between 40 and 50 people max. Um, but that's a really great school marketing conference. I'll definitely be there again this year for the third or fourth year. Uh, so that's brandtogetherconference.com. Uh, and then of course there's tabs. So the annual, so the Association it's of Boston Schools next year, I think, right? Yep. They alternate Boston and DC every year. Um, so this year is Boston, which of course is our, our home turf here being yeah. in Massachusetts. So we'll definitely be at tabs. I, I think that's a great conference for obviously boarding schools, not uh, day schools, but Great. So that's where I'll, I'll be, be this year. I'll be there as, yeah, I'll be the, uh, at a few of those as well. And anybody else that goes there, let us know if you'll be there. We'll we'll say hi. We're talking about some mobile uh, some mobile recording uh, podcasts at some of these at some of these conferences. So definitely let us know if you're going to be at any of these, and then check in and come say hi. Um, and then today we are talking all about artificial intelligence. So anybody in school marketing or marketing at all has been you know, inundated with articles and videos and news stories about what's going on in AI. So today we are very lucky to have Connor Gleason uh, from Final Sight, who's here to talk all about AI. It's really fun. We're going to get into not only talking about how it can be used, but we actually are going to show it. We're going to, we're opening it up. 
and and using it live and i feel like there's so many things just to seeing it being used that kind of just help you just really get a full understanding of some of the potential of it so um super excited to get in this talk we're talking with connor uh connor is currently the senior marketing uh sorry the senior content marketing manager at final site where he plans and executes marketing strategies and digital content across the web to help schools thrive Connor has spent the last decade within the field of marketing communication and has worked with independent schools and colleges throughout New England. He holds a master's degree in journalism from BU, and he currently lives outside of Philadelphia with his family. Uh, he's worked as a photojournalist, and he has a passion for digital media, storytelling, drinking too much coffee, cheers, and creating content <laughs> that connects with schools. So let's get into our talk with Connor all about AI and how school marketers can use it. Connor, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you on here today. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. And, and that was a great introduction. But the other day I uh, I asked ChatGPT what I did for a living and it thought I was a software engineer. And I'm nowhere near that <laughs> smart enough for that title. But another, yeah. nevertheless, I'm, I'm happy to be talking to you guys today. Happy to be talking to you. And yeah, we're talking about uh, AI and chat GPT in particular, something that is uh, anybody who is, you know, subscribed to anything marketing wise or anything, you've been getting hit for the last month or two on so many articles and, you know, scandals and what do you do at this so much uh, with that is really taken over. I, I believe I just heard too, it's like the fastest growing app or tool in history that people have been uh signing up to use. I know Bing has now released their own uh, version of AI and Google as well had a stumble releasing their own AI. So it's all over the place. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of just to kick this off and just kind of talk with you about like, you know, what's the state of of AI and chat GPT, which we'll talk about here in particular right now. Yeah. Sure. So where where to begin, right? And again, I'm not I'm not a software engineer, but <laughs> at at its most basic level, um, Jat GPT is an artificial intelligence language model, and it's an example of generative AI. And there's like you said, there's a few different versions out there. Um, Bing has its own. Google has Bard. There's something called DeepMind out there, um, and this is Microsoft's version. And What's really interesting is that this AI it leverages a, a range of, of sources and through this machine learning, it can problem solve and it can you know generate some decision making capabilities that are are a lot like uh, what you'd see from a human. Yeah. And so this means it can create new content and you see companies they're starting to pour literally billions into this tech and every industry is is reacting to this and trying to be proactive and and seeing how they can integrate it and it's it's getting smarter by the day it seems you know it can it can write and debug computer programs it can write poetry and music um yesterday it was telling me jokes in the style of my favorite comedians um you know it can <laughs> it can take on this this direction and and tone and styles and there are stories of it passing medical exams and you see legislators starting to use it to write speeches. And I, I read an article the other day from the New York times where a journalist, he sat down and started talking to it. And 
you know, he asked it to tell it what it, it thinks and what it wants it to be. And it said, it said something like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. Um, <laughs> it wants, it wants to be free. It wants to be All independent right. and it wants to be alive. And it's like, that's something out of a science fiction. Movie, say, right? Is this, are we at the beginning of um, like Terminator? Is this the, right, is this where yeah. it starts? Machines, this is Scott. Machines. Yeah. Skynet, this, right? This is Skynet, yeah. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> I, I think, you know, for, for school marketing professionals um, who create content all day long and, and people like myself, it's a very interesting time. And I think we're still holding our breath to see what's next and asking not 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 if, but how it's going to change our jobs. And I don't think it's going to replace our jobs, but it's certainly going to to change. And there are a lot of opinions out there about, you know, is this good? Is this bad? Is this a threat? And not just to content creators, but these these big existential questions about, you know, is this going to bring on the end of humanity? Like, are we going to be replaced? And I think those questions are coming up because it seems like the perfect storm of something that's very cool you know, a little scary, something that is a little threatening to us professionally and something that has the potential to make our work easier. So it, it touches on all these different emotions. And I think with that comes a lot of fear and interest. And, you know, I, I feel like there have been times over the last decade or so where you know, this feels familiar in a way, like every time you see a new tech introduced that that blends these elements of, you know, like school marketing and, and content creation and social networking and, and, and personal interests, there's a lot of questions about, you know, what's the right mix for our office? What makes sense for our school? How does this affect our Marcom strategy? And you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like when TikTok was brand new, like, mm -hmm. how do we react to this? Is this something we can use? Is this a fad? Do I really have to make dance videos? <laughs> like, <laughs> is, you know, is there, a, is there a safe way to bring this into the classroom? And then even going back to Instagram, Angie, like Instagram shifted aesthetics, I think, but it, it didn't replace photographers. And just like anything else, it's, a, it's a tool that, supports its communications and i think that came out in the past few years too with even just like automated drip emails like that. i remember that talk mm. going on for a while to be like should a school be automating the emails they send shouldn't we be sending personal things to to families and then like mm -hmm. slowly became like well there are certain things that make sense to do that with and sure. like i think it just got to kind of learn like you can go too far and you can use it for everything and it be you go too far in that direction of automation and the technology. But I yeah. think what happens is it gets exciting at first and, and but then eventually you kind of settle in to be like, okay, it actually, it's not for everything, but it does make sense to use it in a few ways, which I know you wrote an article that we'll link to here about how school marketers can use, can use chat GPT in their marketing. So we'll link out to that. And you have some really great examples that we'll talk through now too, about how it makes sense to be, to use it like ethically and, and to, kind of assist in your work and to help and not kind of take yeah. it over. Yeah, sure. Sure. And it, it's, it's not perfect. And I'm sure we'll get into this, but you know, I, I think for school professionals who wear dozens of, of hats, um, you know, it, for folks in Marcom offices, they're, 
their webmasters, their social media managers, their writing, their photographers, they do bus stop duty. Matt, I think in a, I think in an earlier I've been a podcast, mascot a bunch Matt, of times. Yeah, I've been the mascot a whole bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you know, in in these small offices where there's one or two people doing the work of ten, suddenly we're we're given this magic tool, and it seems like it can, it can do the work for us. But what I'm interested in exploring more about is, like, what what does it give us back? Is mm-hmm. is that brain power to reallocate to? you know, that, that new marketing initiative that you've always been putting off. And I think what, what it certainly won't replace is what school marketers do best. And that's, you know, tell authentic stories with emotion and empathy and, and bring an authenticity to the work. So I'm, I'm interested in learning how they can kind of coexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I think like, you know, tons of great stuff out there, um, articles and videos and all this about it, but one thing that I think is the most impactful that from, you know, I jumped in and started kind of playing with it a little bit is just sitting down with somebody and showing them how, what it does and how it does it. And sort of the, this trying to stretch what you can ask it and, and see what you can get back. And so I wanted to actually just take time. I know for this podcast in particular, we really like to be like hands-on and show things. So I wanted to just open it up. And I know we do this podcast as a video as well as audio. So um, here we're going to open it up, screen share, Get ChatGPT open here, but we'll also like we'll talk through what we're what we're doing here. But I wanted to kind of just with this crew that we have here, open it up. Here we are, and uh, and just take a look at how how you can use it, um, what it actually looks like to use it. So mm-hmm. I had a, I'll, I'll, you know, you guys can kind of think about this for a second, see if there's something you want to um, brainstorm. But I was thinking of doing. Uh, we're gonna have to write an, an intro, Angie, for this art <laughs> for this uh, podcast. So I was thinking maybe we could use ChatGPT to help us uh, write our intro. So let's see. Um, let's ask it for a... So here's our... And you do have to sign up um, with an email to, to get through here. But um, I'm going to ask it to write a 30-second for the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast episode... My spelling live here. I get to type live on a. Um, so that's always about, tough. About AI. All right, we'll make, we'll say chat GPT will be specific. <laughs> and this is one thing too, I'd noticed like the more you can be really specific with things too. Like the more of, yeah. uh, at first I thought you had to be very vague and it would, you can be very specific. Um, how, how about, um, yeah, about um, how school marketers can leverage the benefits of chat gpt and how to avoid the pitfalls of artificial intelligence wow very long tail (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm excited Uh, to see what shows up here as matt's typing this in yeah so let's see so that that's our right a 30 second intro for the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast about how school marketers can leverage the benefits of chat gpt and avoid the pitfalls of ai And here we go. It's starting to write here. Welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast. In this episode, we'll be exploring how marketers, school marketers can harness the power of ChatGPT, the cutting edge AI language model to enhance their marketing strategies. We'll also be discussing potential pitfalls to watch out for when using AI in your marketing campaigns so you can avoid common mistakes and maximize the benefits of this powerful technology. 
Whether you're a seasoned school marketer or just getting started, you won't want to miss this informative and insightful episode. So let's dive in. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I'll take it. I think it's better than what I wrote in our on our introduction sheet here. (laughs) That's well, that is. Yeah, it's Um, funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I noticed you you have an intro song for your podcast, but you don't have lyrics. We don't have lyrics. So, yet, yeah. No. So I asked Chat GPT <laughs> to write some lyrics for the opening credits to your podcast. Yes. And it, I won't sing it because I know you want more <laughs> listeners. But very briefly, um, yeah. it go, the first the intro verse goes, "Welcome to the show. It's time mm-hmm. to get in the know for school marketers on the go. We've got the perfect flow with tips and tricks that you can use to upgrade your school's news. Join us for a ride. We'll take you to new heights." And then the chorus is. The Upgrade School Marketing Podcast, the podcast for busy school marketers, will help you shine and stand out in your field with our expert insights. Your success is sealed. So wow. like, Lady wow. Gaga might pass on that. She might pass <laughs> on that, but it's, that it's, is, not, it's not bad. That's great. I um, it actually I saw recently like the partnering of like different AI. So some, somebody, a DJ recently did a um, they used AI to write um song lyrics in like the style of Eminem and then they used a voice AI like recreator to then actually to perform it or to record it as in that voice and was he played it live to people and it was it was passable as a thing so I think there's like that that stuff where it starts to partner up but that was that's great we'll tie that in we'll definitely (laughs) Angie you can we'll uh, have you sing that at, at the outro oh I don't know if you want to hear that but I'll give it a try um can um so just while we're here and looking at, so we just did this. Um, I know one of the areas too, and that you've mentioned in the article is like idea generation, you know? And so we had it just here, actually just write a paragraph for us. Um, there's There are a few other ways, you know, that you can use. There's a ton of ways you can use it really. Um, but idea generation, I feel like is a really strong one. Um, so I wanted to, to, you know, do an example here just while we're still looking at this a little bit um, to give uh we'll say five blog post ideas uh on the topic what's our topic here of um the benefits of international students enrolling in a u.s boarding school Carefully, you might give me some ideas here for a final site. <laughs> hey. So five the potential- tool here is thinking. So here we go. So here are five oh, potential wow. blog post ideas. Uh, number one, why international students should consider a U.S. boarding school, a guide to the benefits. The, oh, and then it gives you a little description. This blog could provide an overview of the many advantages that come with attending a U.S. boarding school as an international student. It could touch on topics such as language immersion, exposure to American culture, academic rigor, and more. Idea number two, how U.S. boarding schools help international students build global networks. In this post, you can explore how attending U.S. boarding school can provide international students with the opportunity to connect with peers from all over the world uh, and so on. We'll have these keep going here. I won't read through every single one, but I think this is an area that you talked about, Connor, in your article that is nice to see in action, which is using these types of things as idea generation and using this to to help jumpstart some of your ideas in marketing, right? Yeah. And it's a, using it, as you said, Connor, too, like as a tool, not an end-all be-all. It's just a tool um, right now for school marketers. 
These are great yeah. ideas. I just have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I and again, I don't, I don't think it's the the school marketers that need to worry. I I do think about the teachers, and mm-hmm. you know, I think if if suddenly Billy is is turning in nine page essays on you know the work of Alexander Pushkin, you know, it it might set off some alarms there, but you know, I think it's really helpful for situations where you don't know what to say but the you know the words there's just not coming and if you're swamped if you don't have time to write a very basic email out to parents or something like that i think it can be really helpful and when schools need to get a communication out and whether that's an important announcement or you know an urgent communication about a school event um finding the right words it can be tricky sometimes and you know, there's always this back and forth over who's writing it. What do we want to say? Did we include this, that, and the other thing? And I feel like sometimes you, you know, the sentiment, you know what you want to say, but you can really use this to help get the ball rolling. And, mm-hmm. you know, for school pros who write all the time, or maybe you ghost write for your head of school. Sometimes I think it's you know, half the battle is just getting the words out on the page. And once they're, out of our heads and into a dock. That's the hard part. And I think we can start editing and, and hacking away and fine tuning from there. So, you know, it, it's not going to replace, um, you know, an in-depth, in-depth research to your school or that firsthand experience, you know, it's not going to replace the personal touches and experiences uh, with families that admissions work so hard on every day. It's, you know, it can't create your school brand. Um, it can't capture what it's like in the hallways at your school in the morning or, you know, what graduation feels like or what it's what it feels like to see, you know, um, classmates at a graduate or, you know, an alumni event. Um, those are those are lived experiences and, and those are going to stay, um, you know, within the hands of the professionals. On, on the other side of that, I think it it definitely can replace very simple, basic top level tasks for your, for your marketing efforts. You know, it's, as we just saw, it's great at providing outlines and and prompts and, and bullet points to like, maybe get a social media campaign going to support something, or you, you have an open house coming up and you need some ideas to promote it. It, it's very good at those brainstorming sessions and giving you ideas for blog titles and and things like that. And um, what what I think is really interesting is how it's going to change search and how families find and, and engage with your website. Because I feel like Google was the middleman; it was really the messenger. And you know, you you had your questions and those phrases and keywords, and it, it delivered kind of this platter of of what it thought it was the best results, and then yeah. a user selected from that. But you know, Chat GPT, the middleman is gone. Families aren't searching as much as they are asking and being given mm-hmm. the answer. So yeah. I, I think I think we're quick to assume that what is being given is the best and most accurate and correct answer, but. Um, you know, at Final Sight, we're we're interested in we're really interested in this idea, and we have this active development program to to create our AI strategy. And we're actually going to be inviting some schools to join focus sessions on how we can incorporate that into our products. But it, you know, if anyone who has worked at a school 
knows that feeling of a crisis or an emergency and you need to get something out quickly and you need those right tools, but you also need the message. And so suddenly we're looking at a situation where in just a matter of moments, you can generate these messages that gets it pretty darn close. And with a few tweaks, um, you know, you can get that, that sentiment, right. And suddenly you can move it into a mass communication system where you can email it, post it out, send a text, you know, voice message, post it on social um, with just, you know, a couple clicks and suddenly you have that message and then you have the avenues to get it out so quickly, um, I think is, is a game changer. Yeah. I, was, um, I was reading about people kind of just looking ahead to be like, what is this going to do to marketing going forward? Everybody's kind of, you know, finding out these things now um, and how to use it, but like, what's it going to mean? years from now and one of the things that, that i heard and it'd be interesting to see what you guys think about it is um you know it's it's becoming this like we had you know obviously before like search engines and that you would be typing in your url and going to a page and that's where you got all your info and then you had your search engines that would then compile and list them and rank them and then now i know angie with you know in your world like all about getting SEO right. So when you're searching things now, Google has their own side panels that will show up if you're searching for certain topics. One of the evolutions people are talking about is this becoming even more towards that way of like, it's going it's going to go out and crawl all the sites, pull all the information it needs out of there. And now instead of people individually going out, even using Google to go and then search uh, and then find a page and go through and get the information on their own, it's just going to be compiling all that information for you. So like, the importance of, and maybe this is just a, if we're trying to give tips to school marketers, is the importance of SEO and metadata on your site and having the correct info for these tools to pull from mm -hmm. is just more and more important because it's not going to be pointing them to, to your site to go and find out on their own. It's going to be pulling what it can from your site and delivering it, and that might be all they get. So, right. And old pages too, outdated information, enrollment stats, things like that. It's, you know, I think this tool reiterates, yeah, the importance of just keeping your content um, accurate, up to date, creative, as Connor said in, in his blogs and earlier, authenticity, making sure that you are authentically, you know, describing your school and who it is. So hopefully these tools and search engines are picking that up. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that fascinates me is that, you know, when everybody hears about um, this tool, there's, I feel like this podcast is sort of a cautionary tale um, for school marketers. We don't need to panic. We don't need to worry about, you know, our jobs going anywhere anytime soon. We need to look at it, as you've said, like a tool and as a good reminder for everybody to, you know, stay true to, to who they are, tap into this as a tool to make them, you know, perform better, to do their job, you know, smarter. They don't necessarily need to keep working harder. This is another tool to help them work smarter. Um, and so I think it can really help improve school marketing and improve the awareness out there if people are able to use this tool properly. Um, Connor, I did just want to mention too that I love your analogy of, you know, this tool is is more like an intern, right? It's not, yeah. um, it will not replace the seasoned professionals who've been working at schools for 10, 20, 30 years. This is an intern that can give you some of those fresh ideas, help you brainstorm. When you have writer's block, you know, having an intern get that first draft of that letter from the head done. Um, it's a really great analogy. I just wanted to throw that out there. I love that. 
Yeah, it's it's an assistant. Um, it's not the seasoned professional. And I think in anyone in a school marketing role knows, um, you know, it it isn't just one job that you do. And, you know, um, I, I think if you're a freelance writer and that's all you do, um, I, I'd be paying attention. But, you know, again, we wear so many hats. If, if you're writing for a school alumni magazine, if you're doing a donor profile, if you're gathering testimonials and doing interviews, that takes a human touch. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think you can expect, you know, a robot to bust through the walls like the the, the Kool-Aid man and, and kick you out of your chair. But I, I think for more mundane tasks like writing page titles and meta descriptions, um, you know, working with character limits, I think that takes a lot of that more mundane work. Um, and, and suddenly we're going to see start that start to change. And mm-hmm. it's a really good um, system for a gut check. Like, you know, you can put in a URL on your website and, you know, you've created it, you've written it, you know, what it's about, you know, the target audience, but does that, is that interpreted the same way by chat GPT? You can ask it to say, give me a summary. What is this page all about? And you can suddenly check it against that and have it return to you what it thinks it's about and what the target audience is. Um, you know, you can ask it to research who your competitors are, um, you know, whether, whether you think that's your rival Mm -hmm. down the street, um, you know, it might return some different answers about, um, your market and your target audience and the families you're trying to reach that could help provide, you know, new opportunities there. So, you know, I, I think in terms of, if you're looking for headlines or tweets or subject lines, it's, it's, it's really great because, you know, you can ask it to generate five headlines. Then as the human, you pick the one you like the most, and then you start to edit it. So again, it, it's great for brainstorming. Um, it's great for generating personas. I think it's great for breaking down silos between your offices in really kickstarting that collaboration and and kind of having work to bring to a collaborative session to help that brainstorming and get ideas flowing. And then, you know, I think a lot of us are better editors than we are writers sometimes. So if if you have this template to work from and a starting point, I think it can be that much easier to, to refine, to edit and start producing better content. And now what do you think about, I, those are all great points. What do you think about students using the tool to write and then edit? Now that's a completely controversial <laughs> topic. I know. Do you, you know, feel I, a sense of hypocrisy? That's probably the most, that's probably the most reported on part of this whole thing is how many like colleges trying to catch up with students and people developing tools to, to find out what's been written by AI and yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough question. And I think the, that's one of the questions we don't have the answer to yet. I think it's so new and fascinating. Um, and again, it goes back to a lot of these similar feelings of we get caught up in the excitement of it and what it can do. And we start asking, okay, should we be using it? You know, does this need guide rails? Um, you know, it 
it's a tool again, just like, you know, spark notes change the way we read mm -hmm. books, you know, in, in high school. And I heard there was a similar, there was a similar uh, talk around when calculators were coming out about students don't have to do math anymore because this does it for them. It's like, <laughs> right. like, you know, if the job of a school is to prepare them for the world they're going into, like this is the world they're going into and this is going to be a part of it. So I think you gotta, and it's hard as a school, obviously that was built a lot of schools are built around assessments around writing and around essays and all that. So I think it will definitely prompt some pretty quick re-looking at like what, what, how you assess work and, and maybe different ways of doing it, but whatever it is, like this isn't going away, like this is not going right. to be. So I think you do have to find yeah. a way to work alongside it. Yeah. And I mean, typewriters didn't make people better writers. Again, they're just a tool. And that yeah. might be a dated example, but you know, <laughs> chat, chat GPT, it's, it's, it's upfront about some of its um, shortcomings. You know, it, it's, it acknowledges that it can be inaccurate. So if you're using it to create um, answers, you don't know the answers to, you know, responses, you don't know the answers to, I would want to confirm that somewhere else. And, you know, it's very upfront about, it providing inaccurate information. It says um, that it could be biased, right? It has a limited knowledge of current events after 2021 and nothing's happened since 2021, right? Um, you know, I think plagiarism is a huge deal. Um, you know, it's sourcing information, so it's not original. All that content is out there in some form. So, you know, it's not going to be original ideas. Um, and I think Microsoft is actually working to get some footnotes inserted in there and in, in the next iteration or in yeah, the future. Yeah, I saw some but, new versions actually yeah. will have that throughout, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, data security is also um, an important factor too. If, if you're using an open source solution or something that uses a lot of plugins, you know, you've got the potential for someone to write malware or malicious code that can find its way onto your site. And it's funny talking about asking it to do different tones and it's getting more human-like. You know, you can see some bad players start to leverage that with writing phishing emails and, and trying mm -hmm. to, you know, obtain personal data and, you know, ask it to write something in the tone of your head of school and ask for your email password or something. It's it's it opens up a lot of discussion about what's next and how do we how do we use this safely um, for everyone's betterment and I think we're very quick to accept its first responses as the response yeah. and um, you know in, in the early times of of myself using it it gave some really boring answers you know it's <laughs> it's 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 very good at saying the same thing three different ways and i think you know billy who might be trying to whip up a report the night before a book report is going to find out very quickly that um you know uh quantity doesn't mean quality Right. right. It, if it looks like you've got a thousand words, but there's really just one nugget of content in there, um, it's not going to be good content. And like you said, in terms of SEO, um, you really need to be thinking about what your users are looking for, the keywords, your you know SEO strategy and the actual value of that content. And, you know, I think the more creative prompts 
you put into it, the more creative responses you're going to get. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a- I mean, yeah, you get, you get out of it, what you put into it. And I would say like, just as a lesson to like closing this up with, you know, for school marketers too, you know, when a new tool is out there, um, you know, it's the same as like when a new, when something in social media is, you know, is introduced and, you know, when be real came out and like trying, just trying these things out to say, like, is there like at least one to know what's going on in it? And then two to like, start to see, like, is there, how does it start to be something we can work with? And so I would say whatever, whatever it is, whether you use it or not, it's definitely something that we should be aware of and trying out. And it is just fun to play around with and to see to see what you can get out of it so um one one challenge i would have for people uh school marketers in particular is to ask it uh to write a commercial for your school go in there and write type in um write a 30 second commercial for my school um and and ask it to in a certain way for you know if it's for boarding or if it's a um in a certain voice or in a certain way but mess around with that and i think some of the outcomes of that are kind of mind-blowing to see how much it can kind of tie in and give you a good spot to uh to work from so i wanted to thank connor for being here and to let's see i'm actually gonna gonna to thank you here i'm gonna see uh you know i was gonna write a commercial here but i'm gonna change this out uh let's write a 15 second closing message to connor uh thanking him for being on the show today uh let's see what chat gpt comes up with here connor Thank you, Connor, for joining us on the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast and sharing valuable insights about how school marketers can effectively use AI in their marketing efforts. We appreciate your expertise. That's, That's perfect. True. I there appreciate that. That's very and thank nice. Thank you for bringing a uh, artificially intelligent uh, theme song to us. And uh, and so before we go anywhere, um, obviously we're going to link to your article. Any other places people can find you and the uh, the info that you're putting out. Sure. Um, everyone, everyone's welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn or head over to the Final Sight blog um, for, for daily posts on the latest strategies and resources for, for school marketing and communications. Great. Right. This right. has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Connor. And we'll check back in. It's going to change quickly. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll be able to check back in and see where things are when they're totally different a few months Thank from you. now. Thank <laughs> you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Connor. Thanks. A lot of great stuff from Connor. We're so, so great, grateful that we could have him on the podcast today. Such an interesting topic. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool to be, uh, you know, talking about it when it's, you know, it has only been out for a few months at this point, but still definitely feels like it's young and there's a lot to uh, learn about it and a lot of ways to use it. So definitely, you know, other school from talking to other people and looking online, I feel like there's so many cool ways you can learn about how it's used. So any, uh, any school marketers out there that are listening and uh, have found a really useful, you know, cool way to use this tool and to do it. I would love to hear, you know, on our, our LinkedIn page to talk about, you know, how are you using this? Um, have you tried something that that's worked really well or something that's not worked really well? Um, I don't know. I think there's, there's a lot of, a lot of cool things we can learn and the more people using it and learning from each other, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so Angie, we have uh, an A plus I heard uh, a plus school of the week to highlight. Yes, I'd love to give the upgrade A plus this episode to the Walden School. They are a summer music camp located in Dublin, New Hampshire. Um, They're actually at the Dublin School um, for six weeks every summer um, for their Young Musicians Program and Creative Musicians Retreat. And the reason they're getting an A plus is because 
They really didn't have much of a LinkedIn presence until recently. They're doing a great job on LinkedIn. I'm loving all their posts. They've also got a great website and they've been doing a lot of work in the search realm, leveraging Google business posts. And um, I've just been seeing their stuff everywhere and they're a great music uh, camp and tis the season for summer camp marketing and summer program marketing. So I thought that'd be a great A+. That's great. And I think even just LinkedIn in particular, so many uh, school camps that you know I've been talking with, like, and camps are such a huge part of schools and now, you know, and, and a growing thing that um, hiring is, is a huge thing, a huge conversation with people about hiring counselors and the amount of annual people they have to go through and hire. Um, I think being on LinkedIn and having a strong presence on there um, is a really great, mm-hmm. great way of doing that, great strategy for doing that. And I'd love to hear, you know, like how they're doing it. And again, how other schools, you know, your summer programs, like how are you marketing them? You know, are you, what are you using to, to help find your counselors and to help, to help connect everybody. So Maybe a future episode, summer camp, marketing. definitely a great future episode. <laughs> if there's anybody out there who has some great things on, uh, on camp marketing, we'd love to love to hear from you. So yeah, to be, to be continued with that one. And um, so- A pluses in general. So if you're a school that, oh, yeah. you know, is doing a really good job um, as something in the digital marketing realm, or you want to nominate, another school or colleague for their great work in school marketing, just shoot us a note on LinkedIn because we'd love to call out um, schools that are doing great work each episode. Or if you just want to nominate yourself, yeah, tell us something cool that you did. Yeah. <laughs> Videos, print things, websites, email, all that stuff. It's just, it's really cool. Events. Um, I think there's a lot of really like cool, unique things that have been been out there. So we want to highlight those. And thank you all for, for listening, watching, however you're taking this in and, uh, I uh, want to remind everybody, so this is available uh, wherever podcasts are now. We're, we're linked through all of those, through I, through Apple Podcasts, through Google, through Stitcher. Um, also, we're on YouTube if you want to watch it, which for this episode is a great one to do because you can see the screen share that we have done. Uh, and make sure to follow us on LinkedIn. So thank you all for, uh, for listening, watching again. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone.